What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Escandy Sports Podcast. We've been gone for a while doing the Vegas trip. You guys did awesome in Vegas. 916 are the subscribers right now as of recording. So we're really close to that 1K. Steve, it was supposed to be 1K by May <laughs> and then maybe 2K by June. 2023 then, May. But at some point, we're going to hit it and I think we're going to hit it soon. But without any further delay, Steve. What's up? It's been... It's been a long, long time coming. I say that about a lot of people, but like, I feel like I've been chasing you for a year. I want to say 13 months. 13 Since Burlough started. Oh yeah. I yeah. think right around there. Well, yeah, because I wanted to interview the people that I knew and that, mm -hmm. and uh, I knew you and yeah. we've been friends for a while now and just finally. I had a lot of doctor's appointments, a lot, <laughs> a lot of uh, things to do in between now and the last 13 months that stopped me, but finally. It's all good. We're here now and congratulations, new head Thank coach you. of Fort Erie International. Red is Charles's team. Red is Charles, 40 Erie International Academy. So you got the OG name. Yeah. Did you write that in the contract? Like, how did you get that? Um, <laughs> behind the scenes discussions, we were deciding what we we're going to do, what we we're going to name. I just picture you walking into Charles's office of the baseball bat, be like, hey, I've got three demands. One <laughs> like of them is Ian McGregor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So let's start with the journey to there. How long have you been in the coaching game? Five years. Five years. What was the first destination? Burlington Force, U17 Team 2. And what division is that? Division 11, OBA Basketball. How are the, How was that team? I mean, I love the kids. I love the people around them, the families, coaches. Coach John Trevor was, was nice enough to bring me in and help out. Yeah. Team basketball-wise, it was a long, long, long journey with yeah. those guys. Um, we started off our very first game, played Pelham. They're the number one team in Division Two mm -hmm. the year before, and we're kind of like, okay, we're Division Eleven, they're Division yeah. Two. We ended up like leading for most of that game, or back and forth. Yeah, we lost that game by two, so right. we're like, okay, wow, we're there. Yeah, and then the rest of the weekend, we lost two, one one versus Guelph, and then the next <laughs> tournament, I think we were down like thirty to two. Yeah, in the second quarter versus Whitby Saints. So the wheels fell off yeah. at that home opener, and right. I was that was one of the moments where I was on the sideline as standing head coach i was the yeah. assistant coach i was just like i don't know like my is my face going red here right now like yeah. I, there's just nothing i can draw up and nothing i can do yeah there's the talent gap that was there but they were nice enough they bought in by the COVID hit maybe two months three months after working together with that team yeah and they were just starting to hit strides like right. i think we played milton stags we went to overtime won that game uh we were just getting ready to go to the states buffalo and COVID hit, and that yeah. was that. I was training a little bit with Eddie, Excel Hoops. He was mm -hmm. nice enough to bring me in at Loyola and Mississauga. And then we went from there and COVID hit, just shut down everything. So how old are you when you're standing head coach, assistant coach at Burlington? Hmm, 27 now. Yeah. So that's what, COVID makes it seem like time yeah. paused. I can't even- We've been in COVID for what, three years now? Yeah, so I must've been around 23, 24. Okay. And at, the, at that same time, I was also head coach of Abbey Park junior team. Okay. So school. was coaching something you did on, just on the side as like to stay around in basketball or was it like always, I want to keep no, coaching? No, this is what I'm doing. When yeah. I'm at SLC in practices and I knew my career was tapering off and mm. I couldn't guard anybody anymore. Yeah. And I was just a corner shooter. Um, That's like me on I knew I was <laughs> I knew I was going to coach. Yeah. So everything Barry and Kevin said, I was just soaking in whether mm -hmm. they knew it or not. And then my last exit meeting with Barry, he's like encouraging me, yeah, this is mm -hmm. what you should do. 
he's like, um, what do you want to do? I was like, um, can I come be your assistant, blah, mm -hmm. blah, blah. But I ended up going home, not returning to SLC the following year. And then I was like, okay, this is what I'm doing. I still talk to him. Me and Kevin yeah. text literally every day. So how long were you playing at SLC? Two and a half years. And like, was that like, I've, I've heard things about that team. Is that like a dynasty or what? Um, and also, so when I got sure, there. Make sure that mic's just pointing yeah. at you. Yeah. It was good. They were good before yeah. my first freshman year. My first freshman year, the coach, uh, the very first day of training camp, this is the most talent we've had in a long time. Yeah. Um, blah, 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 blah. Lots of guys came in. I mean, like, there's guys who could legit average 15 to 20 in that league that couldn't touch a court in our first tournament. We had 17 yeah. guys playing in Gatineau. I remember we were playing St. Foy um, in another school. Dave Smart was in the stands. Okay. I check into the game in garbage time. We're up 20 or 30. The worst game of my career. I'll never forget that. But there was so much you talent. You still win that game. Yeah, we won that game. Okay. Sure. But um, there was so much talent on that team. Like, we had, by the end of the year, we finished with eight guys. Yeah. So 11 or nine quit, failed out, whatever it is. Uh, guys who are starting with the eight guys were like borderline OCAA All Stars or yeah. OCAA All Stars. Some of those guys were coming off the bench in the preseason tournament. Yeah. Like, that team was super stacked for an OCAA team. But, like, everyone that left the team, no one was getting picked up to play somewhere else. They were all just. No, no. Just <laughs> the guys who ended up going on were the guys who stayed. There's a yeah. couple guys who did transfer and go to other schools, but nothing like that. Like, there's Jazz here who's now playing pro. Yeah, I think yeah. he's about to play in the basketball tournament with India Rising Stars oh, okay. in a couple of days. So there's lots of talent. Um, another guard the second year, Mike James. Um, he's playing in the Philippines right now, playing pro. Mike James, that's not... Uh, Mike Soy. He goes okay. by Mike James. His last name is Soy. Oh, okay, okay. Because he's, another, I think he's an like, Ottawa guy. I got you, I got you. So then... Uh, we do Burlington, you had your time over at SLC, yeah. and then I think the the breakout season, I guess, if you will, for your coaching career is that inaugural season with Burloak. Um, yes, yeah. So there was probably, what, I would want to say at least a dozen brand new teams last year in prep. Oh, yeah. Like first year programs, just rep teams converting to pro uh to uh to prep teams what was your reasonable expectation for your first year program at burlow we were gonna Being, be good. also just it's a local team you have to drive to get there you go to yeah. you go to school at a local high school here uh there was no housing so you really you were stuck with like a 15 mile radius of recruiting yeah like yeah. if you're willing to drive like that's that's your that's your player yeah. pool and meanwhile there's a we're here at the Burlington Playground where New Horizon is. Yeah. They have a similar situation where they're all local guys. And um, you also have players from here that go on to different prep programs, yeah. right? So it's like you have a fraction of a fraction of a fraction yeah. of a player pool. Uh, so what was a reasonable expectation for that team? We're going to be good. I know the guy. You know, I'm a, I'm a psychopath in yeah. basketball. Like every time I get a team, I think we're going to be good. Yeah. That's just the way I have to be. That's the way I'm wired. Um, I knew the guys coming in that we were recruiting. So when we first started it, I had my own whiteboard list. It mm -hmm. was like 40 names long in my room. I've seen it. Of, oh, in your room? I've, yeah. seen the, I've seen the one at the facility. That was awesome. Oh, Psychopath. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, I had my targets. There's a couple guys. I, like, I've only been in the Halton high school scene for like three or four years. So I didn't know mm -hmm. everybody. I knew most guys. Mm -hmm. There's a couple guys we missed, like Dom and Augustus. They yeah. flipped through the cracks that yeah. weren't on the list. But those guys are phenomenal players, obviously, at New Horizon here. Yeah. D1 looks. Outside of that, we got most of the top guys in Halton that we wanted from yeah. Ish, David, Burhan, Nate, Steph. Yeah. The list goes on. Um, 
and I know those guys well. I'm obviously missing a bunch of names. Don't kill yeah. me, guys. Yeah. I can't name all 15 of you, but all of you guys were really good, and I knew what you guys were capable of. The biggest thing that I get when I talk to college coaches or other coaches, you guys don't have size. You yeah. don't have the athleticism to win. Mm -hmm. But these guys grind. They defend. Yeah. They pick up 94 feet. They shoot the ball. They share the ball. Mm -hmm. When you have guys like that, you can win basketball games. That's the bottom yeah, line. I just have a hard time, like... I believe that you believe that you guys were going to be good. Yeah. But like when you're talking about just the geography of it and just the logistics of these are going to be a lot of guys that had Burlock not existed. We're not going to play Pratt. Probably. So you, you still yeah. gun to your head. This team's going to be good. No, they're going to be good. They are good. Like, yeah. Well, okay. I mean, they end up being good. Yeah. Right. Well, like the, like maybe say every other gym I go to, someone comes up, you're doing a phenomenal job with these yeah. guys and they don't just grind my teeth. Like yeah. you need to give these kids credit. They're good. Yeah. Where did they, where were they before me? They're winning Halton. They're in the finals of Halton. They're in Offsa. Yeah. It's not easy to get to Offsa. Right. Like I know Offsa's watered down now with Brent. Mm -hmm. But it's still not easy to get there. You got to go through Halton, mm -hmm. win it. You got to go to G Hack, win it, which is mm -hmm. the top Hamilton schools. Then you're an officer. But so you you recruit this this team that you know it's going to be good right away. What are you looking for in those players that you're recruiting at that point? Number one thing: can you guard? Yeah, you have to guard if you want to win. Right? Can you make decisions? Are you a good person off the court, on the court? Those yeah. are like my three factors. Coach Chris has his. One more factors. time. One more time. One more time. Can you defend? Can you make decisions? a good person on and off the court and the third one there he just told you the answer to the test by the way okay the third one is massive yeah like if you're gonna roll your eyes hang your head mm -hmm. when you're subbed out if you're gonna show up to practice and mope because you lost a drill and now mm -hmm. you got to run whatever it is i don't want you around yeah. like it's killing our culture it's killing everything that last one's really important because uh it's pittsburgh right that we were at yeah and i got to substitute coach oh yeah that was dude i had the team on autopilot we had, uh -oh. what, five guys? Or no, we had six. six. We, had, we had one sub. We had Isaiah, who was on a bum ankle that wanted to keep playing. Same with Josh. Yeah. So, yeah. Jo yeah. But Josh was like, he was shut down, shut down properly. Yeah. Isaiah was like, yo, you know, you can put me in like, no, you know, three, four. No. Good luck ever talking to Ryerson again. <laughs> yeah, if you put him in with a bum ankle. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, I don't want to say I saved his career, but I might have <laughs> saved his career. No, I'm what did you think coaching yeah. them? I want to know. Dude, coaching them was the easiest thing in the world. That's what Easy, I tell everybody. Easiest thing in the world. I mean, I think you're giving yourself not enough credit because you have to get them to that point mm -hmm. where they're receptive to coaching, where, you know, like the, like the first thing we, uh, they're doing their warmups. I don't even talk to them. Just mm -hmm. like, let them go. Right. I don't want to make a big deal of it. There is a minute two left. I know David's like the talkative sort of motivational yeah. type of like leader in that team. So I, t I tell David, bring him in at uh, a minute and a half, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, they come in and I say, guys, look, you know more about your team than I do. You know your plays. I don't know your plays. I just want you guys to give me respect. I'm not going to give you a lot of criticism. I'm not going to give you a lot of coach notes, but if I say something, please just apply. Yeah. Right. And my only thing was like, we have six guys play slow. Right. Yeah. Like you guys, I don't, I don't want to see a press right away. It's like, to me, the game is winnable if it's within seven with three, four minutes left yeah. to go. And that's, that's our win. So we get onto this, obviously we got into this huge lead because these guys are just shot out of a cannon and they're running yeah. all these sets. I don't even know what the f*** going on. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it's just, uh, Dietrich had a great game too. Yeah. Uh, underrated player on, on that squad. And, um, you know, we got this big lead and they start chopping into the lead a little bit. I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, we're still within my margin. My margin is minus seven. Like mm -hmm. if we're within set, we're good. Yeah. So we're up, I think it was like, 15 to a couple or something like that and then they blow the lead and i'm not calling a timeout because i'm like we're on pace i'm not calling a timeout in the first quarter right yeah. but like regardless um 
I think we lost that game by like a buzzer beater. It was a buzzer. I was watching yeah. in the hotel room. Yeah. I was texting James, the assistant on the yeah. bench, like yeah. everything, and which I shouldn't be doing because I hate yeah. when people use their phone on the bench. Yeah. But like I couldn't help myself. And I remember that buzzer beater's justice on the left yeah. side of the floor inbounding across. Right. And that shot looked so good. Yeah, oh. it looked fine. Well, because the thing is, we had a whole play drawn up thinking that we're going to inbound the ball at the half court. Oh, yeah. The American And then is they go full court. So I was just like, yeah. Oh. You hey, can't good, advance it in the good luck boys. <laughs> you're on your own again for yeah. this one but no back to that team it's like they get to that point because they were coached well to be receptive to mm-hmm. coaching you know and um no the the, the the group of guys which again your point number three is be a good person on off the court like that gets you a lot further because you could have given me five all-star all-stars like athletic jumping out the gym but whatever. i don't think we we get within two points of that game yeah. you know what i mean like they, they have to be able to follow a game plan they have to be disciplined and like no one fouled out either yeah close yeah yeah though that's one of the lucky things i have too is <laughs> yeah they have such high basketball iqs for teenagers mm-hmm. normally you don't see that all the time so i can do whatever x's and o's i want offense yeah. defense like our scouting reports for aau or go like this long yeah some teams don't even have that for prep or like college basketball right yeah so i'm lucky where these guys i can go at midnight two days or day before a game put together a game plan yeah the direction we're going to force the player what we're doing one passes away right. two passes away ball screen coverage left side middle right side whatever it is yeah and they're going to follow it perfectly obviously yeah. there's a couple of hiccups here and there but there's hiccups in the nba yeah, right, no, so. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't call them hiccups. I mean, a, a hiccup is if they keep messing up over and over and over again. Yeah. Because you have to give them a mistake, right? Mm-hmm. But no, those kids, easy, 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 easy. Exactly. Um, Steve, when the, the, the throughout the season, you guys are you're upsetting some teams, uh, you know, to the eyes of the public. Mm-hmm. Burlok's not supposed to win against big teams. You've had uh, good performances against, I think Lincoln was the worst shooting performance I've ever seen. Uh, sorry no, to bring that up. second worst. Yeah. Had one worst worse. LBA, four for 40 from three. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, there's these big games where you guys are just an uncharacteristic shooting game away yeah. from, from winning those games. Um, did you hear murmurs of interest from teams or did you think, okay, maybe like, I would assume that the original plan for Burlock was you're probably going to be there for a while. Yeah. Yeah. No, um, I had no plans to leave. Yeah. So then when did it like, did it take Fort Erie coming out of the woodwork to make you think about it? Or did you hear stuff prior? Yeah. Fort Erie was the one that like, yeah. like everyone knows about Fort Erie. Yeah. I didn't know everything about Fort Erie, but yeah. I knew the gist. I talked to Charles like a little bit the year before in mm-hmm. the summer. He watched one of my AU games and we just chopped it up after. Mm-hmm. Nothing crazy. Um, before the Fort Erie phone call, it was like a couple other rumblings of here here i didn't really have much interest because i hear yeah things from people that i trust that yeah are not things i want to be a part of in a program mm-hmm. whether it's education or housing or whatever it is yeah 40 or one when i got the messages and the phone call i listened did my homework i think they did their homework too yeah and then it just went from there yeah because um i was the biggest steve houston cheerleader advocate yeah. uh they probably what yeah no i mean no you did the work uh but um yeah because the coaching journey versus a player's journey like you still have to find a program just like these players have to find a program but there's one coach versus 15 players yeah um how challenging i mean i feel like you've gone through the motions pretty quickly but how challenging has it been 
to to rise well that's a big thing too like how fast this is going right now is crazy like it still hasn't even hit me yeah the last couple of years but challenge wise like i didn't know someone told me a few months ago someone high up in like mm-hmm. the basketball ranks you got to put together your portfolio with everything you're doing on offense and defense i was like mm-hmm. So coaches are making mixtapes. Is that what we're doing here? <laughs> I didn't mark it. Yeah. So I didn't know that part. Um, I wasn't looking to leave, like yeah. you said. And then they just approached me and that's how it happened. Like I thought I was going to, like me and Chris talk all the time. We yeah. were talking about our plans for Burloke for the next year, who we're going to go after. And then the 40 year thing just popped up. It wasn't like I was putting together something to leave or the challenges mm-hmm. of what I had looking for a new home or whatever it is. Like I was mm-hmm. parked, I was ready. It's 10 minutes from where I live in yeah. Oakville. So I thought I had the dream and then yeah. I listened. I wasn't like searching for anything else, mm-hmm. but I listened and 40 year is just crazy, man. Like 40 year is different. Yeah. Like it's different. If you've been, I know you've been there. Like yeah. if you see 40, the best way I can describe it is just different. Yeah. Than everything in Canada has. It's literally a D1 school in Canada for high school prep. Yeah. No, and yeah, I, I got that tour and it was the things that they're working on over there, like full on theater room kind of thing. Like it's, it's, it's impressive. But when you're in Burlow, um, I know you have a major role on the coaching operation side of things, but you have this massive crutch with Chris Denley, who's expert at just getting people into the gym, yeah. making practices happen, making gym time happen, all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So like all the logistics and, and a lot of the basketball as well, you had Chris to uh, lean back on, which I'm sure that um, you would have found him helpful. But now when you're in Fort Erie, it's like the training wheels are kind of off, right? Yeah. What have been some challenges you faced already just... Mm-hmm. going into 40 area. I'd imagine recruiting. Well, first of all, like nothing happens without Chris at Berloke. Yeah. He is the most go-getter, like get something done where you think it's not going to get done or you have your doubts. Mm-hmm. No doubts. I'm going to get it done. Like from oh. the very beginning, getting Evan Ross. Can, can I pause you for a second too? Because yeah. uh, Burloke started during, I think it, it definitely took off during the pandemic. Yeah. I don't know if there was talks about it before the pandemic. I think it was like an idea yeah. prior to the pandemic and then the pandemic happens and it's just, everything's on fire. Right. Mm. And I remember, um, because I, I was working with Chris in Burlington as well. Mm. And I would just like be on these phone calls with Chris and he's just like, yeah, we, we were going to start a new program, but mm. well, it's going to be, you know, and then he goes off. It's going to be rep AAU. It's going to, it's going to be, yeah, it's going to be rep. It's going to be uh three on three league. It's going to be house league. It's going to be all these things. I'm like, you want to do one of those things first? <laughs> like, no, no, but we got time. We got this, we got that. We got this. And I'm like, in the back of my head, I'm like, there's just no way. I'm just going to focus on, you know, yeah. making a little website, making sure the registration works. We'll do a couple camps and then next year we'll do three on three. And then yeah. maybe in five years, we'll do it's all going. I know. And that's, that's because of Chris. That's because like, it's just. It went from that to prep to a three court facility yeah. with everything you need in a weight room and yeah. everything in between. It's like, wow. Coaching like, staff, training staff, yeah. you got the the little kids playing you got the the rep yeah. and this is within a year yeah that happens like it's been going like that for a year now right so it's like yeah shout out to him because that's insane i know everything you need he would get for me to be yeah. successful as a coach like if i wanted some x's nose a hundred dollar package on yeah. halfcourthoops.com or yeah. whatever it is you take my credit card go yeah. buy it study 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 yeah you know what i mean so like that was fantastic but yeah so the question was like what have the challenges have been since you know moving on from that sort of ecosystem to a one where you're probably responsible for making things happen yourself. Yeah. 
So, um, well, AAU helped prepare because, yeah. like, I've been a head coach high school in AAU, so that's like mm -hmm. the coaching side of things is fine. Now it's like all the other stuff, the operations behind the scenes, and getting the right tournaments for everybody and the right scheduling and mm -hmm. just all that stuff. Like the on-court stuff is so easy. Like it just, if you've been around basketball and you mm -hmm. work hard enough, that stuff just comes natural. It's more like, I don't know how to word it, just the basketball operation stuff. That's the stuff that you got to yeah, take the, care the, of. Yeah, the day-to-day logistics. The prep stuff. coach is not an easy thing. Like yeah. there's a lot of things behind the scenes that you got to take care of as a prep coach yeah. on a successful program. And that's why you see all these new schools coming up and all these new schools going away. Yeah, it's like, because they'll have a group of guys that's easy to manage. And then exactly. when it comes to having a new batch, it's yeah. include. How, how did you uh, find the recruiting process? Um, with Fortier, right? Yeah. Social media is everything. Yeah. So I'm lucky where I'm still young enough and kind of in the know of how these yeah. kids act. It's obviously the generations get different and more and more different and crazier and crazier, but I'm still in the know <laughs> with how like they communicate. Like if you go through email, you might get a response once a week. If I DM them on IG two minutes later, I know their phone's in their hand. Mm -hmm. um, so I just went through Instagram for most of it, or I went through people who I know, Charles and Cav, the yeah. assistant coach at 40, awesome, the most helpful people. They'll take kids on visits when I'm not around at Fort mm -hmm. Erie because I'm not living there yet or I'll yeah. drive up and then I'll take a guy on a visit. Mm -hmm. So it's communicate with them, communicate with the parents, tell them what Fort Erie is about, what our schedule is about, what our development's mm -hmm. about, what our exposure is about, the tools to help you, yeah. the private school education, the food, the housing, and then get you on a visit. And every time someone has came on a visit to Fort Erie, never knock off the player. It's It's been quick business yeah. ever since, right? So, yeah. um, so you, I, you didn't find the recruitment aspect of it that challenging I it guess. is challenging but i knew what i was signing up for yeah it, there's no like surprises balance, you have to balance a budget like you yeah. probably didn't have to do that in burlock right like it's just sort yeah. of like you know chris exactly. can take care of that or the money stuff is like out of my purview but now it's like there's a lot of things to yeah. there's a lot of moving parts the thing about burlock is they have like the rep side and the training side to mm -hmm. fall back on where other prep teams they don't have that like right. the budget is just prep mm -hmm. you got to make it work with prep mm -hmm. with burlock they had fallbacks and things like that with rep and training right. and things like that to make sure everything stays afloat and everything's good to go right just want to make sure i can't really see the camera with this new setup so mm -hmm. um but we're still going so yeah you have you have the support system in burlock to keep the program afloat regardless of you know dollars and cents right yeah exactly um so for Fortier, now now we're getting into a little bit of a tougher tougher segment. I need to put your uh, <laughs> I need to put you on the grill a little bit. Okay. Fort Erie International Academy last year: Leonard Miller, uh, Jaden Clayton, Weebly, Sharma. Everyone knows that team. They won OSBA. They're decent in the grind session. That NBA prospect on their team. Mm -hmm. They made a huge huge stamp, right? Yeah. Now they're FIA red, and now you're FIA. Mm -hmm. How do you convince players that this is not a number two team? That Okay, going back to your challenges question, that was a big <laughs> thing. Everyone is regional team, regional yeah. team, high school team, team two. No. Yeah. Charles and Cav and the Fort Erie staff, build this team as strong as you can, build this team as strong as you can. Right. You have the freedom to be you. We're not going to micromanage you. So I communicated that with the players. Obviously, OSBA is But like, it's hard. Like, sorry to cut you off. Yeah. But like, it, it's hard for a player to... To, to grasp that because yeah. like i know there's a million number two teams. there's like i don't want to throw any teams under the bus but like yeah. there, there's multiple multiple mm -hmm. programs with multiple teams exactly so it's like and usually that that other team i'm trying to say two team but the other team doesn't do as well as yeah the big team so 
you have to understand where they're coming from when they're yeah. kind of hesitant. Yeah. And there's definitely been some guys who just stayed closed minded about it that I've mm. talked to that weren't open to the idea. My thing was I got to lock in guys mm. early. Yeah. So once I lock in certain guys, like guys that have been in a Team Canada camp, guys who played in the EYBL or something mm. like that, show that they're on this team and we're coming to have big goals, not just develop and exposure, but also win and be competitive. Mm. Once I got the first couple guys locked in, then it just snowball effect. Were you going for players that could fit a certain mold play style wise, or are you just going best available, mm. best available, best available? To a certain extent. Yeah. Uh, obviously you need like the certain intangibles like defending and stuff. But with this team, I think you're going to see a lot of shooting just because the size is hard to come by. Um, mm. As far as I know, a lot of teams are struggling to find bigs. Yeah. So, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> our thing is, yeah, I'm sure you've heard that. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Wes and everybody's probably heard that a thousand yeah. times. Do you have any bigs I can look at? Yeah. There, and I'm guilty of asking that too. Yeah. Well. But once you kind of see the mold of every other team that's coming into the season, mm. you go your direction. And for me, it's, Shooting is the ultimate equalizer in 2022 basketball. Yeah. We've got a lot of that. And now we've also got a little bit of size coming in too. Okay. So at first it was looking like we're switch everything, play super fast, small ball team. You're right. We'll still get into that a little bit, but now we've got a little more size and athleticism coming in. Right. So we can balance it how we need to balance it. And I'm super excited for this group. I know Charles is super excited for our group. He thinks that we've got a team that can compete. Right. Obviously, I'm a psychopath, so yeah. I think we're going to win nationals. That's what I wanted to ask we're you. We're going to win everything we go into. Hold on. Relax. <laughs> what is a reasonable goal for next season for FIA? Um, win the first game of the season. That's okay. my goal. Yeah. Uh, logically speaking to your question, yeah. get to the OSBA Final Eight from Pool B. We yeah. don't have an opportunity to play in the play-in tournament because mm -hmm. all the new schools coming to the OSBA are dropping to Pool B. Yeah. The returning schools that are in the top four playing top four schools pool a yeah so for the guys who don't know how the osba is going to work top four in each division of pool b yeah play each other one through four yeah the winners of those games they'll play the bottom four from pool a yeah best two out of three whoever wins that series that's two out of three that's yeah cool. that's music to my ears yeah like there's nothing more i love than a series of adjustments yeah like when i'm watching nba playoffs man i'm just like what can we tweak here what yeah. can we do here rotation ball screen whatever it is I can't wait for that second game. Yeah. If we're lucky enough so, to get there. So if you beat the, if you, we're going way ahead. If you, if you beat uh, the pool A teams, the bottom pool A teams, do you get a chance, a crack at? Yeah. Higher? No. Okay. Do you go to the final eight? Okay. So the final eight is just, yeah. it's a mixture. It could be all pool A teams. It could be. Yeah. It could be the 80 teams in pool A. So there's a world where you play Fiorette. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me and Charles have had very, very brief conversation. That's obviously way ahead. We've got yeah, to win yeah. our first game of the season, our first possession of the game. Yeah. But if that does happen, we've talked and yeah. we won't talk for a week or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I just gotta keep yeah, because you guys are both a little Yeah. You guys you guys are both very in in deep when it comes to yeah. <laughs> it comes to the X's and O's. So I I could see that being know. a lot of fun. We're gonna work together all year long, but if, well, if, if we the end roads up playing cross, each other, yeah. It'll be fun because we're going to scrimmage all the time throughout yeah. the year, controlled scrimmages and things yeah. like that. We'll know each other very well. But it's yeah. kind of similar to what just happened in the MPH League, right? Yeah. Burloke versus Burloke. We practice together all the time, and yeah. now we're playing against each other in the gold medal game of the grade 12 division. Yeah. Also, shout out to Burloke. I know some people were complaining about too many team Burloke teams in the grade 12 division. That was the icing on the cake. There was a... Uh... There was a world where one of those Burlow teams was going to be a Scandi Elite. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> if, if they gave you the name change. Yeah. Next so year. we were going to change our team name just to not have three Burlow teams in that division. 
But yeah. me and Chris said, before that season started, there's yeah. probably receipts somewhere on our phone. Yeah. Since all these people are complaining, we're going to meet in the finals. All we need to do is get on the opposite sides of the bracket in the playoffs. Yeah. And we were on the same side of the bracket yeah. till some point differential, some tiebreaker dropped them down to six. So they got yeah. the opposite side of the bracket. We were on the other side uh, and we took care of business. So, so Chris's team was sixth? They were sixth in the regular wow. season. That, that's, that's Waco, Nate. Yeah, Luke. Oh, wow. That's uh, not a sexy. <laughs> no, but they have banged up. They yeah. had guys in and out with travel and some guys had to go home for the summer. They dealt with a lot of adversity. So going back to you want to win the first game, win the first possession. Mm-hmm. I know I know you're crazy. Do you have in mind what that first set of the year is going to be? You, I, th- I feel like you I do. have like 75 different things. I, I have an idea. It's going to be, uh, I don't want to In your head, you, in your head, you're like playing it over. You're yeah. Like, okay, maybe all these screens right here. Do you think the first team that I've... Uh, we have a 40 year tournament end of September. I don't know if we'll have a game before that. Dog, no one's going to scout this. <laughs> maybe. But. Maybe. It's going to be a lob. I'll tell yeah. you that. Oh. I'm not going to say how it's coming or who it's going to, but it's going to oh, be yeah. something that a certain NBA coach runs Yeah. that I stole, that yeah. we have some success. We run it like once a month out of a timeout or to start the third yeah. quarter of every game. Regardless, the fact that you have that in your mind already, like... Oh, uh, yeah. I, I guess that was, that was a trick question, I guess. No, no. I, <laughs> I, just, I just knew that once you have a good idea what the roster is going to look like, the next thing is how we're going to play. And you're like, okay, you want to win the first game. So if you want to win the first game, you probably know what your plays are going to be. Hmm. I, 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 I have I, an idea. You have an idea. But if you know me, you know the first play of the game is always something like, it's just something that could yeah, look aesthetically yeah. pleasing to yeah. show that these guys can play in a system, play mm-hmm. in a set, so they can move on to the next level. Right. I don't want to get you any hot water, but uh, like we said, you've been moving really quickly up the coaching tree. Mm-hmm. What do you envision being, you know, your end goal when mm-hmm. it comes to coaching and, you know, do you still like you must feel like you still have more work to do obviously. yeah no i've actually been asked that question like four or five times in the last couple months yeah um i don't have a good answer anytime yeah like i just stay open-minded stay in the moment my phone is like yeah open charles and those guys have said if anything does pop mm-hmm. up we'll be happy for you we'll yeah. take you out for dinner we'll celebrate right and that's like music to my ears because you don't want to be somewhere you feel like you're held hostage right but at the same time like fort erie is amazing yeah no like, it's a great situation but do you i ever... could see myself there for a long time right but when you when you're kicking on the couch and you're just like okay everything i've got everything made everything went the way it's supposed to are you a head coach at like a d1 or u sports or the nba yeah. or like overseas i've thought about having my own like d1 program whether it's like a low major mid major just running it the way you want to run it i want to test myself as far as i can go at the highest level versus Mm -hmm. the best of the best and then probably take a step back and come back to where because like i got into this to help people in my situation i was a halton high school basketball player right zero people helped me with my recruiting yeah i didn't have a trainer i didn't have a big brother or a Mm -hmm. coach i could look up to uh, there were some people who were like great, like some high school coaches that were really good, mm-hmm. but I did deal with a lot of coaches I didn't necessarily say would have my best interest for me. Right. I respect that they take the time out of their day to help whoever it is, not their children, you know, like volunteer right. coaches. But I didn't have someone to help guide me to get to the next level. I right. did everything on my own and it was a shit show, if we're being honest. Right. Sending emails to colleges and like, hey, this is my mini mix. It's terrible. Yeah. in tier two high school basketball at Abbey Park. Right. So eventually you want to be able to come back here and, and set something more yeah, organized. Like that's why I love Berlo because yeah. these guys, I tell them my phone is open 24 seven. Yeah. Call me, text me, message me. Yeah. Get your stuff on Twitter, whatever you need. I'll help you. I'll send it out to coaches, whatever you need. I'm here. Mm-hmm. If you need help breaking down your film, whatever it is, how to communicate mm-hmm. with a coach, 
things like that. Like right. that's why I started help you from get point A to point B in your career. What are you most excited about um, heading into this year? Just being competitive or being in the OSBA. Yeah. I think that's fun. Cause you got synergy, you got all that stuff to mess oh around with. Oh my God, this guy with synergy. Know. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you know me, you know, like 4am I'm on YouTube, yeah. just like watching a random game. Like I was watching a uh, Halton high school basketball game from 2020 last night on mix six YouTube <laughs> channel. It just like, didn't know one player on the floor. So to have synergy and just a deep dive in stats and film yeah. on teams that are my actual competition, that'll be fun. For people that don't know, synergy is like this database that it's used from the NBA to U sports and leagues around the world. I think the NBL has it. And it just breaks down every single play that happens in a game. And then you're, you're able to download that game. It's for coaches and scouts mm -hmm. and whatever. And it, and it has obscure stats, like, you know, what this player shoots off of pin downs type yeah. of stuff. So yeah, for a basketball nut job, that's going to be, it's yeah. nice to not have to do that. Like manually <laughs> yeah. have that automatic, like when I'm scouting teams or players on other teams getting ready to put together a scouting report, like I'll mm -hmm. count your dribbles in your left hand to your crossover, your right, right hand and what you do when you cross over to your weekend and what your tendencies yeah. are. So to have something like coming off a pin down, do you shoot it or what percentage you shoot right. on the left side, right side of the floor? Like that just saves so much time. What do you want to improve on this year? Is there, is there like an area of your coaching game that you want to address this year and that um, you want to keep getting better at? Like everything, um, everything, always trying to get better. I think a lot of problems with people my age or people around my age with coaches is mm -hmm. they're not open-minded enough to understand that there's still so much to learn. And a lot of them think like I've been yeah. there, I've done that in college. I know how to run a team when we don't. I was like that a few years ago. Right. I thought I was gonna be that genius. Yeah. So I just had to take a step back, stay open-minded, soak in. You can learn from idiots, you can learn yeah. from geniuses. You just yeah. gotta keep an open mind. As far as improving on certain things, it's everything. Like yeah. running a practice, communicating, um, ATOs, drawing up so players can understand perfectly. Mm -hmm. um, managing the schedule, yeah. load management, everything 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 got to get better every day or else you're gonna get stuck in your ways and the game's gonna pass you right like if you watch basketball 20 years ago if you watch a spacing 25 years ago yeah. there's four guys in the paint and yeah you know, a point guard dribbling up top sometimes five guys yeah the defensive coverages change all the time the way people communicate back then yeah <laughs> two bigs three bigs yeah we can't we don't even have three bigs. the way coaches communicate with players then yeah. versus now is different and yeah. I would say that's a problem where you see some older coaches that they can't communicate with mm -hmm. the younger generation. And I've talked to some older coaches who say like, I don't know if I want to do this anymore because right. it's just so hard to communicate. I mean, Jay Wright, Villanova, yeah. NIL deal. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to have much involvement with that sort of thing. So it's just, yeah, staying open-minded. Yeah. You have to stay open-minded and ready to evolve. That's my opinion. Some right. people might have different opinions. We started the podcast off uh, with how limited you were in terms of player pool and all that stuff when you're in Burloke. Mm -hmm. Now that you're at Fort Erie, you have the keys, you have housing, you have meal plans, you have mm -hmm. whatever budget and you know, you have the name. Do you feel in a sense, a little bit more pressure going into that situation as opposed to uh, underdog, no one knows who we are type of role. Yeah. Burloke. Yeah. But pressure is good. Yeah. Basketball pressure. It's good. I like, I like it. It's not like real world pressure where you're mm -hmm. trying to pay a bill or something. It's, I love yeah. The pressure of last shot, right. seven seconds left down two, quick timeout, what am I drawing up? And yeah. we kind of have a target on our back because it's Fort Erie. Like, yeah. I like that kind of pressure. It, That's it's, fun to me. It's Fort Erie. You also had to go on this campaign, sort of, you know, letting people know that this isn't just a two team. This, yeah. is, a, this is a legit program. So now you have to back it up and yeah. you have the resources to do it. 
but uh it's funny that we got the name yeah like for the 40-year international academy i still want so. i still want to understand what happened i, I still feel like that's just you it was honestly the, super easy super yeah. like nah. they're super helpful anything i need like anything i need to <laughs> yeah. be successful they will do their best to give it yeah to me. sharma and, <laughs> oh man like he's got a clip that <laughs> yeah. kid's work ethic is unbelievable i've oh, been yeah, in a couple workouts at 40-year with him yeah just unbelievable he has a, if super there's a four future. point line he would have been hitting it too yeah i know <laughs> Oh, if that comes in the next 10 years, first overall pick. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Steve, best of luck. Uh, I have no doubt that the season's going to go your way this year. And um, happy to see what you do at Fort Erie. And thank you for taking the time. Guys, you got to subscribe. We're really close to 1K. We're at 1K, you better believe I'm going to infiltrate this program with as many ads as possible yeah. to pay for these microphones. <laughs> but other than that, subscribe. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thank you, Steve. No problem.